Hey everybody, welcome to the weekly show where we take a look back and forward at some of the biggest news affecting the sport that we love. Whether it's a broken home run record, a famous player's birth, or a major franchise trade, we'll have it all covered. I'm Jeff Lambert, and this is This Week in Baseball History. Hello, everybody. Happy week, and welcome to another episode of The Bonus Show for Rounders, A History of Baseball in America, This Week in Baseball History. Well, I did a little bit better this week. Uh, Last week's episode didn't come out until Friday, right at the end. Certainly not my goal, and uh, shaved a couple days off, so bringing this to you on a middle of the week. Hope you enjoy this. Hopefully, uh, the goal is to get this to the beginning of the week as much as possible, because I want you to be able to have these little, you know, uh, these little nuggets of history to enjoy each day throughout the week after you hear them. And, uh, you know, not only for your own enjoyment, maybe sharing them at the water cooler or in your Zoom meeting or maybe just uh, sharing it with that person in your life who doesn't like sports and you can annoy them a little bit with it. That's always a bonus, too. I'm just giving you the knowledge. However you choose to use it is up to you. So let's get into it. Before we do, as always, I just want to say a quick thank you, because if you're accessing the show, that means that you already know about the main show and you're supporting Rounders of History of Baseball in America and that you signed up as at least a free subscriber. And so just by taking those two steps, it, it means a lot. So thank you for making me a part of your week. It is, uh, does not go unnoticed, that is for sure. So with that said, let's go ahead and jump into this week's most memorable moments. Let's start off with June 26th, 1944. Three teams competed in a tri-cornered baseball game. Yes, that's right. This tri-cornered baseball game was a really unique and memorable event. It took place on June 26, 1944. The game was played at the Polo Grounds in New York City, and it featured three major league teams that called New York their home, the Brooklyn Dodgers, the New York Giants, and the New York Yankees. The game that they played was in a round-robin format, and each team batted and fielded during six innings and then rested for another three innings. So the Dodgers ended up winning the game, scoring five runs to the Yankees' one run and the Giants' zero runs. So this tri-cornered baseball game was a success on both a financial and a popularity level. The game raised almost $4.5 million in war bonds for the U.S. war effort, and over 50,000 fans packed the polo grounds to see this unique game. This moment's considered one of the most unique and memorable baseball games ever played, And it's a testament to the ingenuity and the patriotism of the people of New York City during World War II. On June 27, 1986, Robbie Thompson of the San Francisco Giants set a major league record when he was caught stealing four times in a single game. Yeah. Despite Thompson's base running blunders, the Giants did go on to win 7-6 in 12 innings. Now, Thompson's feat is even more remarkable when you consider that he was a rookie when this happened, and he showed a lot of hustle and determination throughout the game, even when he kept getting caught stealing over and over and over again. But he never gave up on a play, and he always tried to make the best of an increasingly bad situation. So Thompson's four caught stealings are still a major league record, and it's probably unlikely that anybody is ever going to break that record. On June 28, 1986... Two 300-game winners got locked in a pitching duel. Yes, that's right. 
Phil Niekro of the Cleveland Indians and Don Sutton of the California Angels became the first 300-game winners to start against each other in the 20th century, and the 21st century for that matter. So neither Niekro nor Sutton got a decision, and the Angels ended up scoring six runs in the bottom of the eighth to win the game 9-3. Now to give you some background on both these guys, these 300-game winners that played against each other, Bill Niekro was a knuckleballer. He played 24 seasons in the majors for the Braves, the Yankees, the Indians, and the Blue Jays. He won 318 games, which is the most by a knuckleballer in MLB history. And he was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 1997. Don Sutton, the guy who pitched against him in this game, was a right-handed pitcher who played 23 seasons for the Dodgers, Astros, Brewers, Athletics, and the Angels. He won 324 games, which is the most by any pitcher in Los Angeles history for the Dodgers. He was inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame in 1998. On June 29, 1995, Hideo Nomo no no zero batters in four games. Say that four times fast. So, on June 29, 1995, Hideo Nomo, one of my favorite players from the 90s of the Los Angeles Dodgers, struck out 13 Colorado Rockies batters in a 3-0 victory. That game gave him 50 strikeouts over the course of four games, and that broke the Dodgers' record of 49 that was set by Sandy Koufax 30 years earlier. Hideo Nomo was a dominant force on the mound that day. He allowed just four hits and zero walks and faced 29 batters. He threw 126 pitches, and 80 of them were strikes. So this was the second consecutive start that he had 13 or more strikeouts, too. So he struck out those 13 batters, got the win on this day. Nomo's performance on that game showed his growing dominance, too, in the major leagues. And he had come to the Dodgers in 1995 at the beginning of that season after a successful year in Japan. And the MLB just wasn't ready for what Nomo was about to bring to the league because he quickly became one of the best pitchers in baseball. On June 30th, 1908, Cy Young became the oldest pitcher to throw a no-hitter. So 1908, Cy Young of Boston played his or pitched his third career no-hitter, which was an 8-0 victory over the New York Highlanders. At the time, Cy was 41 years and 3 months old, and that made him the oldest pitcher to throw a no-hitter at the time. Nolan Ryan would break that record in 1990 at the age of 43. Young, of course, was a dominant force on the mound throughout his career, but on that day in particular, he allowed just one walk and he faced 27 batters. He threw 108 pitches and 72 of them were strikes. So the Red Sox offense did help in this victory as well. They scored eight runs on 11 hits and including a three-run home run by Harry Hooper. So good for Cy. Young's no-hitter was a highlight of his Hall of Fame career. Overall, he had won 511 games across all of the seasons that he played. That is still the most by any pitcher in MLB history. He also pitched 749 complete games and 7,356 innings. There's a reason why the Best Pitcher Award is named after him, folks. On July 2, 1945, one of baseball's first superstars returned from service in World War II. That's right, Hank Greenberg was one of the most feared hitters in baseball before he was drafted into the Army Air Corps in 1941. 
He had been a two-time MVP and had led the American League in home runs four separate times. Greenberg was released from the Army in June of 1945, four years later, and he returned to the Detroit Tigers to be able to play his first game back in a big league uniform. And he was greeted by a sellout crowd of 47,700 fans at Briggs Stadium. And he homered in his first at-bat against Charlie Gassaway of the Philadelphia Athletics. Greenberg's home run helped the Tigers win 9-5 that day, and it was a sign of things to come because he went on to hit 25 home runs and drive in 74 runs in the second half of that season. He helped the Tigers win the American League pennant that year. Greenberg's return to baseball was a major boost for the game, and it also helped inspire other players who were serving in the military because it showed his return was something that was going to be greeted positively by the fans and that could pick up their old lives and keep going even after spending that time overseas and sacrificing their lives for us. And lastly, on July 2nd, 1963, the National League's longest game ends 31 minutes past midnight. Yep, at 12.31 a.m. in San Francisco, Willie Mays homered off a Warren spawn in the bottom of the 16th inning to give his team a 1-0 victory in the National League's longest game ended by a home run, 12.31 a.m. That's a tough game to stay up for. Well, folks, that concludes our most memorable moments for this week. Unfortunately, that also means that it's time for us to wrap things up for this week's episode of This Week in Baseball History. Thank you again for joining me. I hope you enjoyed delving into some of these topics as much as I did researching them. I hope to see you this weekend for the next episode of Rounders, and of course, to see you back next week for the next episode of this bonus show. Till then, have a great rest of your week. Mm-hmm.